everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RFP podcast, episode number 199, Relentless Forward Progress, Ultra Dads, session number 10 with my co-host, Brian Shane. You there? Hello, Mike. <laughs> Your other co-host, Mike Ubaldini, for uh, an early session on a, on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're pushing them up a, a little a little ahead, a little behind. Who knows what's going to happen on these? In 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 our defense, we did put the caveat out there that this was going to be fluid. And uh, considering our lives and the fact that we have children who are active and doing things and jobs, uh, again, ultra dads, uh, we're going to do our best to get one out a week. Uh, and who knows what friggin' day it's going to be. Yep. <laughs> any day, any time. There's not uh not the same bat time or bat channel or anything like that. It's kind of the opposite. We want to keep people on their toes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what we're good at. <laughs> how are we do- how are we doing down there? You staying warm? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know the the morning was uh well, it, it's it was chilly, but that's perspective considering it wasn't downright North Polish like you guys are dealing with. Yeah, well, I've been I've been worried about you guys making sure you're, you're <laughs> too cold. So I'm glad you're well, getting through this cold front. I I did do this when I was we were we were going back and forth as I was going out for the, the run this morning. There's this one trail I haven't done in a while, and it's it, it goes up to this one pass, which looks I I I've shared the picture with you a hundred times. It looks out over the McDowell Mountain, uh, McDowell Mountain Park where you guys were thinking about camping and everything. Yep. Um, but, you know, the first, I don't know, mile and a half, maybe two miles, you're in the sun at this time of day. But once you hit that, like, two miles, it's a climb for a mile and a half, and you're in the shadows of the mountain. So you have no sun on you, and it's really typically windy in that canyon. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, and I was, what, should, I, should, I, should I wear the long sleeve? Should I not wear the long sleeve? Should I, uh, I'm going to wear the long sleeve. Let's, I, I'm glad I wore the long sleeve. Good, good. Yeah, and that's usually slower sections of the trail when it's nice and windy and and shaded and a little chilly there. So, absolutely, that's, that's usually how it happens. And and you guys are staying warm up there in the uh, the almost single digits. Oh, it's it's my I still can't feel my toes right now. Um, and I just stoked the fire here getting home. So. It's chilly. It's it was uh, ten degrees this morning when we were texting. Um, and yeah, it's it's we had snow at the beginning of the week, and it's still still cold, but at least it's windy now. So it's one of <laughs> it's one of those days. <laughs> so it, it it could be a, a fun filled packed afternoon skiing with the girls. Yeah, the girls they uh they don't really care. Last night, by the time they got home, and now with the days getting shorter. The sun was already down and it was 18 degrees and they were upset when I said, let's, let's hold off another evening. So I got to get out there today and um, fulfill my promise that we made to go cross country skiing in the backyard. So that's good. They're holding me to it. It's good. Good on them. (laughs) Well, good. I mean, Hey, listen, if you make the promise to them, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's always good for us as parents to, to hold that promise but sometimes especially as we get a little wiser and experienced uh we need reminders yep 
Yep, and I got two of them right there. So exactly, they're, they're good. But it's it's going to be one of these scenarios where it's going to take a half an hour to get ready and get dressed, and we're going to go outside, and they're going to be ready to turn around in three minutes. But <laughs> at least at least we'll get out there. We'll get some fresh air. We'll get a little activity. <laughs> well, good, good. Uh, so we were we were going. We last week we we had talked about the whole holiday stuff and there was two topics that we had mentioned one was competition and the one other one was you know really a wealth versus mindset and i think we wanted to center around competition today um and there's there's definitely i i guess i'll i'll kick this off by saying my view on competition obviously has changed over the course of you know my 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 life, my 40 plus years, but there's some things that let me, let me backtrack that. My view of competition for myself has changed or my perspective on competition has changed over the course of, of, you know, we'll say 40 years or 35 years for myself versus what I, what I, you know, kind of look at for my daughters. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I agree. I'm, I'm right next to you on that one. Okay. So, um, so we'll, I'm we'll pretty much similar. We'll unpack that, but, uh, or do you have a beverage? I do. Yeah. I grabbed, uh, I still, I'm going back with the accumulation, um, new Belgium's, uh, white IPA. So it, as I'm still trying to feel my toes, I soaked the fire and I just picked up my truck with new tires for the winter. Um, I thought this would just be the icing on the cake. That's fitting. I got myself. Well, before I tell you what I got last night, Elena had a, a soccer, a soccer game. So we met some friends at a pub right around the corner and it was like an Irish pub. And four peaks has, have, they just released this, this IPA and they only released it um, in a, a, a small amount of barrels, like tiny barrels, not even half kegs, just quarter kegs or six stools, really. Um, so it was, it was good. It was good. But my buddy ordered uh, a Guinness, some type of Guinness mix. And I, I think it was with a cider uh, and it was a cold night. I mean, it was, again, it was 50 degrees last night. So it was chilly down here for us uh, desert folk. Um, but I ordered a blacksmith, which is Guinness and Smittix. Uh, and I'll tell you, dude, it, it was, it was ideal for last night, but unfortunately I don't have one of those. I have a Huss Brewing Company, Copper State IPA. Oh, that sounds very tasty as well. Yeah, it was, uh, so what was the Guinness mixed with? It's, it's pronounced, I believe Smittix, but it's Smith Wicks. Okay. You've seen it before. I'm sure you have. Sounds sounds awesome. Yeah, but it was it was like that. It was perfect for for a cold like autumn night, you know. So I got some thoughts in my mind for you know when you're down here to pick up some of the some some potential porters for us to enjoy during the holiday. Uh, but who knows? It could be 85 degrees when you guys are down here. <laughs> Yeah, we're going back to uh, hazy IPAs. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe when the sun goes down a little earlier, then we could get into the a, a dark option. That's That sounds like a very, very good plan. <laughs> so 
So going back to the, the topic at hand after we, we discussed, you know, the beer situation, because that's always an important one. Yeah, priorities. Right. So so why don't you kind of start it off with, you know, with your thoughts on the whole competition uh, topic? Yeah, um, I think I get probably speak for both of us in terms of competition and just starting at an early age and continuing to play a significant role in our upbringing. Um, I mean, to this day, really, if you want to look at it, um, just as an overall general term, um, I think for me, it was always competition was mainly in sports um, surrounded there, not so much uh, the academic field, which probably my parents kind of wish I was a little more competitive <laughs> in the classroom, but I was content with just uh, getting by. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, but then also growing up in a household of four boys, um, I mean, you can make a competition out of anything. Sure. So um, that was, that was always present growing up in, in the Shane household for sure. And then just, you know, looking back, I think we've talked plenty about South Campus with the wrestling, um, seeing what that consisted of and just being around in, in the pit with the football field and Clark Summit. Um, I mean, that was just, that was our world and it was, it was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> um, growing up though, I think thing where things have shifted since we've been getting into, into the parenthood arena now is, you know, too much of a good thing always isn't necessarily a good thing. Um, and that's kind of more year round competition. And that's where we've, I, I think I really enjoyed the amount of organized sports that I had. It wasn't always nonstop throughout the year. There was, there was breaks during the summer. Um, winters were pretty intense, but there's down periods. So I think that keeps competition at a healthy level. And that's how we've structured mainly with Tanner and the, the team sports in his competition right now. I think he'd won more throughout the year, but um, you know, we're kind of mixing in. That's where we're sprinkling in the, the outdoor activities with the organized sports. Um, so that is kind of um, just me personally, though, going back into the competition now and in, in, in the later years outside of um, the organized stuff, we've found the endurance activities. And now more so it's kind of gone from the extrinsic motivation mm -hmm. and competition. I think it's going more internal now. Um, I think I mentioned maybe when Colin was on, but it's gone more competing against myself on how, how well I could do not even in a organized and actual event or race, but going out into the mountains and setting a certain route that I want to accomplish or a ridge line or, you know, some, some trail section of trail that it's a competition just for me to see if I can actually make it happen. Um, and a lot of this stuff too, I've found that that competition, that competitive mindset, you can take that off the mat or off the field or off the racetrack and start applying it into, um, you know, life experiences of, you know, 
trying to get a job or, you know, some areas where you really got to be on your game and push it through, whether that's in a professional setting or just being a parent at home, um, you know, just trying to stay on your toes and, and set a good example for your kids. So, um, yeah, I mean, in, in that rant, I, I could say just competition has been a huge part in, in my 42 years. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a few things to unpack there, right? So um, the one thing, the one thing that, I, one of the first things I wrote down is it just interesting perspectives and, and just backgrounds, right? Because you, you grew up in a house with four boys, three other siblings, obviously, that were boys, right? So there's, there's always, and you guys are fairly close, right? Fairly close in age is what I mean. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, we're like exactly right. two years. As apart. well as obviously close uh, personally too. But I grew up with, with Frank, who, who was my older brother by five or six years. Tina, my old, older, they're all older, but Tina was six or seven years. Frank was five or six years. Tammy. So there wasn't. Again, so I'm going to say this perspective. There was no competition from an academic or athletic perspective because I think there was just – it didn't make sense, the difference in age and female versus male, you know. Now, they may – if we, we if we ever would get them on the podcast and ask them that question, they may say there was a there was a level of competition for attention from the parents because maybe that they, they feel that I got a lot of that comp, that that attention. Uh, but I think I think by the time they went through the three others, you know, they're that might be on you know self pilot or, or autopilot because we're we're done. <laughs> but. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll figure right, things out. Right. So who, who knows? It'd be interesting to get their perspective on that. But going going to going to the 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 sports, the youth sports, because and this this may dovetail into a couple different things going going from youth sports to to the intrinsic uh, extrinsic to intrinsic mindset. Because you know with with the girls. Uh, like Bella's incredibly, incredibly competitive academically, you know, and, you know, I'm kind of yeah. on the same boat as you. My competitive mindset came, came from uh, the athletic side. I could, I could care less. I mean, in all honesty right now, Brian, I could, I, I, w- I could care less about where I stood in my class ranking back when I was in high school and college, different from Bella. Elena has that kind of same mindset. Now, don't get me wrong. Elena pulls great grades, okay? But she's not sitting there going, uh, I need to be first in the class. Um, you know, yeah. like you, my parents probably would have thought I would have applied myself better. And thinking back in there, I certainly could have applied myself better. But it's just the, the, that, that competitive fire was – you know, on the athletic field or in the, or in the, in the wrestling room. Um, the, the, the idea about too much sports, you know, I look at, I look at Bella and I look at Elena, you know, and the amount of time they invest in each of their perspective sports, Bella with gymnastics, Elena with soccer. It's a lot, you know, but it's, it's a lot, 
it's a lot for me as a parent. It's a lot for Robin and I as a parent uh, from a support perspective, you know, because we're, we're, you know, just like our parents did, just like, you know, you know, Tim and Debbie and Donna Marlene did. They're carting our asses around. They were carting our asses around all over the place to go to tournaments or games or whatever the case may be. We're doing the same thing. But I think from a level of time commitment yeah. on our part as the athlete, I think I think we we may have invested more time than they may at this point in time. I, I don't know. I might be I might be wrong. You know, Bella spends twenty to twenty five hours at the gym a week. You know. Yeah, but I guess true competition. You know, there's there's the training aspect and the preparation and conditioning and you know that's the, almost the continuous spinning wheel. But then the true competition wise, you know that and that schedule wise, it's you know it it's it's such a small part almost when you look. Yeah, when like you look at Bella's twenty some hours each week for the actual competition, that's that's where it's it's very impressive to see these kids put in that time and that dedication for just a small window, really, when you add up the, the training time versus the competition well, time. Here's the, um, that's, that's the, well, impressive here's the part. impressive part. Cause I I'm looking at it from a father and my, my daughters and the amount of time they invest. Right. Uh, and I never sat back and said, Oh, well, you know, how much time did I invest as a kid? That's not what I'm, but going, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, the, the the amount of investment and time they're putting into it, I'm like, you know, it, it's like every night, every day, every weekend, we we've got, you, you, you know, they're training during the week pretty much, and then they have their competitions on the weekend, uh, and it's 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 nonstop, and but yeah, but I want to circle back to the, the the one thing you mentioned around you know the actual competition, the game or the meet per se, versus the competition versus the practice side of it, because I think, and I think that's, that's where I wanted to center on for a little bit, because I think that's a huge part from, from a a competitive perspective, the practice, your teammates, that work and investment you're putting on really where the time spent, right? The process, right? The process, you know, circling it to us with wrestling, you know, who are we competing with or who are we competing yet with and who are we working with in the wrestling room each and every day? That's who got us better. Having us surround ourselves with, with better partners in the gym in the, in the wrestling room, better, better teammates on the soccer field, better teammates. You know, when I mean better, I mean a higher skill level than you in the gym, in the gym for Bella and gymnastics. When you're, when you're surrounded by that, uh, when you're surrounded by better people, and this could be in, in you know, the boardroom, right? Uh, in, in the classroom. Yep. When you're surrounded by better people, it just gives you the ability. It, it could give you the ability to be better. It also could deflate you too. But the whole point of it is that yourself with better people that are, that are stronger than you, faster than you, smarter than you, however you want to classify it. That's just going to make you better. And I believe that that lesson from competition for kids is incredibly, incredibly important versus I want to be number one in the classroom or I want to be number one on the soccer team, so on and so forth. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. And I've had these same conversations with Tanner already, you know, at his age. Um, 
kind of reminding him that he does not want to be the smartest kid in the room. He, he does not want to be the best soccer player on that field. If that's the case, we got to readjust things because, yeah, you may get the attention and the points and all that, but who's who's really going to be there to push you? And that's that's hard for, you know, 11, 12-year-old kid to want to hang out with kids that – are better than him, you know, cause everybody's trying to, you know, make their way to the top. Everybody wants to be the best, but I'm trying to shift his mindset into saying, you know, you want, you want the studs, you want to be hanging out with those kids because that's how you're going to get better. And just like you said, you know, you, but you don't want to be the smartest one in the room because then where's the drive you want to be driven by others around you. So that I, I'm a hundred percent, with that, with that part. And even looking back on ours, what I got a lot out of growing up was, you know, the, the older kids, you know, like you as, you know, these role models, if, if a younger athlete or student can have role models, you know, a good amount older, um, and have something to look forward to and strive. I mean, that's, I give a lot of my credit for my wrestling and even looking at, you know, the whole history of Abington wrestlers, like I think I consider myself very moderate um, because there were so many quality wrestlers that went through our school. But when I was in elementary, looking up to, to high school level kids, you know, those, those guys, they, they might as well had a cape on out there on the wrestling mat because I held those high schoolers at that point on such a high level and such a high respect that that set the tone for me going through elementary junior high into high school myself. So, um, yeah, don't be the smartest ones and, you know, pick your role models. Well, that's, that's interesting, right? When you, when you mention the role models, right. Uh, as, and as I'm, as I'm talking this, there's just this feeling of gratitude that, that, is overwhelming my body right now. And of course we didn't see that when we were back in that wrestling room, but, and that's the, that's, you know, just a really wonderful thing about our wrestling community that we grew up with is that the, when I was uh, uh, in junior high and in, in even my freshman year being, being a freshman on the varsity team, looking to the seniors, you know, the Drew Mikos of the world, you know, the, the Hoover Davises, yeah, yeah. you know, all those guys that, yep. that we, like you said, looked to as, as leaders. And again, in a 13, 14 year old mind, we're not thinking this way, but we looked to them. We saw them as superheroes, as, as leaders. And, and hopefully that, that, that you guys saw the same thing in, in myself and, and my teammates. Uh, but they, they, they took an interest, you know, collectively we yeah we as team as as that abington heights wrestling team we took an interest in that younger generation if you will um and 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 in them and tried our best to emulate the good the culture right the culture and that that culture that culture came from jd you know and and i think we we yeah we we were very, very fortunate to, 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 you know, live in that community 
And, you know, how many of those characteristics and those qualities and those, those beliefs do we carry with us on a daily basis? Cause I think that's really, really special. And I, and, and I don't, I don't know where else that I, I know it exists today, but I, I, I haven't seen it in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I I'm very in tune and aware of, of that just because, like I said, it had such a huge role on my upbringing of, you know, the, the older ones. And then I still carried that with me to, you know, when I was that high schooler, then in my senior year, I was the one going down and hanging out at the, the peewee wrestling practices and kind of, you know, putting in my time and trying to duplicate what I saw when I was, you know, a little peewee kid you know, I was very aware of that. And now I think that had such a significant role and effect on me that that that's what appealed for me to go into coaching, you know, once I be, got out here, you know, because it, it was still that drive of wanting these kids to have competition in their life and try to create just a human, a better human being starting at a young age. And that's, that's still my drive, but it all started back with that just strong community of wrestlers and, you know, kudos to the parents for all everybody there because they, these kids were, um, you know, I'm calling them kids, but they were the high schoolers. They didn't have to do, much of anything with these little pipsqueaks myself, you know, running around and looking up to them. But yeah, it's, you know, you and Drew Petty, like all those guys, as I grew up, just kind of felt like I literally felt like you guys took me under your wing and kind of showed me how it was done. And then, you know, it's just the ripple effect from there. And, you know, I, I don't see a lot of it happening out here at least you know seniors are kind of on their own agenda and everything so it's 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 interesting how things have changed i I hope to see the youth right now be able to be mindful of of the younger kids as as they work their way through you know i do see it i do see it you know with 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 bella at the gym and her teammates that are kind of like the older quote unquote leaders and even Elena, you know, even Elena on her soccer team uh, and, and some of her teammates that are the, the cause they have freshmen and, and eighth graders on her club team. Uh, you could, you could kind of see it. There's a, there's a, there's a genuine desire with some of the, 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 the more experienced kids, right. To, connect with or or take the like you said take those other younger kids or less experienced kids under their wings and just be just show compassion and just show uh you know leadership and and kind of guide them through the through the process and you know i i saw it in hell i saw it in my own family with bella kind of trying to guide elena starting her freshman year in school and it doesn't have to be you know we're talking a lot about athletics but it doesn't have to be that you know you freshmen starting school yeah. and a new school and you know all that anxiety and stress you know um it's it's great to see the older kids kind of uh, embrace the younger the younger generation and we grew up with that and we're, we're very fortunate um i want to i want to shift it because you know there's the, the the competition right and you know 
and I want to I want to go back to that intrinsic and extrinsic because I, I think you and I both, when it comes to competing now, and I don't I don't necessarily when we're doing ultras we're not yeah sure we're competing but like you indicated earlier and I think this is with life in general with you and I and and you know people we surround ourselves we're competing with that 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 five that that version of us five years from now you know. We want to be better today than we were yesterday, and we want to be better five years from now than we we're consistently yeah. being trying to be better and, and competing against that. When it comes to ultra marathons, we're not really concerned about. I'm not going to say we're not concerned about time because there is there, there 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 is a component to that, and I'll circle back. But we want to be our best version out there. We want to be the best version of ourselves when we're out there, whether we're, we're running ten miles or a hundred miles. We want to be our best version. Some days we have it. Some days we don't, you know, but going, you know, picking off a, a particular route that you want to take or a particular trail that you want to take because you want to just do it because um, you want to test yourself. You want to put yourself in an yep. position and, and, and you want to compete with that, that, that current version of yourself. Because when you get done, you're going to come out the other side. No matter what, going through that event, went and did it, or at least tried it, you're coming out a better version of yourself, right? If I want to go out there and, and, and run a 50K in a particular time and really, really test myself, and I might fall flat on my face, I might come out. I'm going to come out even in just trying it. And even if I fell on my face, a better version of myself. So that level of competition, I, I really, really love because it is, is that, you know, we're competing against ourselves. Here's a question for you, Brian. When does it get to a point where the extrinsic is more than positive? It's more what that sorry, it's more detrimental part. than not for the extrinsic. That's a good question. I mean, yeah, it's everything that I've picked off or chose to do. I think with this um, endurance scene, a lot of it, um, and it's not even like the event, like I was saying, but. There's a there's a question. What leads me to really motivate me to get into some event or anything like that is is, is a question mm. of I don't know if I can do that, and I don't know if I can finish that. So that turns in you know it's an in, intrinsic question um, that has the that I need to extrinsically use motivation to complete. Because it's, it's, I don't usually like to go out for things that I know that won't challenge me or I know I can do it. You know, of course, sometimes, you know, like 30 mile bike rides, um, you know, I've, I've done them before. And if I'm doing them with friends and everything, sign me up, like I'm ready to go. Um, But there's, there's been a few things like that marathon for the be moved. I did up uh, a, staying up above 13,000. And as I didn't know if I was going to have to bail on that or not. Sorry about that. Did you crawl out of your hole or something? 
no, I had a phone call come in and <laughs> it like throws anchor off or something. I don't know what happens. I need to find out how to recover from that. <laughs> we just did. We just did. <laughs> I'll have to practice my editing skills, which are really, really not good. My bad. My bad. I owe you a six pack when I see you for all your editing uh, time on my behalf. Dude, most of the time I just <laughs> let it go. And I like right now I was just talking. I'm like, we're experiencing some technical difficulties. <laughs> I would sing, but it's not going to be a good idea. So I kind of, I mean, you know, just for the audience, there, I mean, you guys could probably tell that I, I very rarely edit much of it because I think there's a point to that. And the point is to be completely transparent and completely vulnerable because listen, again, what we talk about as a metaphor for life, this stuff is not, perfect it's messy it's 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 not sexy and we want to just kind of keep that same culture of the podcast and that's kind of why we just you know let kind of things flow and hopefully you guys are enjoying that i know it might be annoying to hear silence for about 30 seconds but you can have 30 seconds of silence and, and start thinking about some things and maybe spend some time with yourself when we have technical difficulties folks Exactly. You run to the fridge and grab another beer or something. Uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so you, There's you, all kinds of possibilities. But yeah, we're a little rough around the edges, but that's that's, that's, for the that's course, how we man. were. That's how we roll. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you ever seen us operate in any situation, you we are nowhere near ideal. Uh, <laughs> so you were talking exactly. about, you, you talked about when we when we broke out, broke off there, is that you know you don't you don't wanna go out there and do something that you know is going to, it's not really going to challenge you um, or, or really get you really uncomfortable. And I think that's, I think that's important, right? Because for a lot of different reasons, but, you know, going back to the parenting aspect of it, you know, how are, are, I, and I know this kids aren't necessarily looking at, I don't think they have that mind. And I'm sure some do, but they don't have that, that mindset of go, going to do something or going into a competition and looking at it as that I really want to compete against this team or compete against this person because I don't know if I could beat that person or we don't know if we could beat that team. So I want to go over here and I want to do this because I know I'm going to get the likes. I know I'm going to get the pat on the back. You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. that's important. And I think I'm trying to, as I'm talking about, how much do I see that on a daily basis with my girls uh, and just, you know, society in general? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's push. It's that pushing. But then it comes back to not being the smartest in the room. You know, it's there's that safe, warm blank. Knowing, you know, knowing I could complete this run or knowing I'm going to be, you know, highest scoring on this test and everything like that's reassuring and comforting. But it's it's the growth, I think, when you don't know and you're pushing yourself. I think that's where where the real growth and the magic happens. Um, but and it's not like I go out every time wondering, oh, I wonder if I'm going to be able to do this ride or do this run or, you know, skin this mountain. You know, it, it, it's it's the the moments where I, I'm training up to that, I guess. You know, it's it's a competition versus training time of being consistent, staying consistent, staying sharp, staying strong 
and then being able to go into that test or or that event and just crush it or do your best at it but yeah it's it's if you can improve and if you can learn something from those experiences then that's that's the true winning experience i think well i think that i mean i'm 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 kind of thinking back to when I was a kid because I, I know I could think of situations where I wanted to do the easier thing uh, because it was the easier thing and I wanted to be liked and I wanted to be accepted and I think kids I think that's I mean I think that's something with kids and adults right now I mean everybody wants to be loved and accepted and, and, and embraced um, and liked right yeah. And, I, and I think, I think as, as kids, again, as even adults too, that we could tend to not uh, try something, do something, compete against some thing because like the stupid person in the, not the best in the room or the deficient person yeah. in the room. And, and, you know, as, 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 I've grown and, 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 and transformed over the years. I don't really care about that stuff anymore. I don't listen. If I'm the smartest and best person in the room or whatever, I have some issues. We have some big, <laughs> big, big issues that we're dealing with and I'm okay. I'm okay. You're in a bad that. spot. Yeah. You guys want to run it, run hide quickly. Cause that's, Holy that's crap. A, that's a bad situation. Uh, but I mean that that took that took a lot of change a change with me to accept and realize and then take accountability for and again that's what that's what we try to pour into the girls and try to pour into anybody that that wants to listen to the podcast that's that's what this is all for uh, you were talking about uh the the topic about i can't i, I that and that's why i want to do it uh right i'm just thinking from a, a an everyday training perspective um it's it's not something I, that i go today i didn't think that okay it's i'm not going to be able to do this so i'm going to go do it today for my my quote unquote run today but the the side the side the caveat to that is that I, I had a feeling it was going to suck, right? Because there's 1,500 feet of vertical climb in, in a 1.5-mile spot, and I knew it was going to be cold and windy and not perfect. And I did it anyway. Even though, yeah, my point is, is that not, it's not necessarily um, – I don't know if I could do it. I'm pretty, pretty confident that I'm going to do it. But I'm also pretty confident that a lot of this is going to suck. So, uh, and you know, when when you when you sign up for one of the races we do, right? I I don't think there's a and I, I'm trying to articulate this, Brian, in a way to for the audience not demotivated going out and doing something because somebody to sit there and say, I I. I want to sign up for this. I don't think I could do it. 
th- that's to me and you, that's the reason why you should do it. You should definitely go do it. Sign up for it. Exactly. If that question crosses your mind, then you should be hitting register now. One hundred, absolutely one hundred percent. But I want to, I want to kind of break it down a little bit in, in really, really simple form because it doesn't have to be this grandiose thing. It could be. Listen, I want to, I want to, I want to get up and and walk. Walk. I know it's going to suck. I, I I don't even know if I could do it, but let's the the things that we do in life each and every day there's got to be some component of them that suck all right and the yeah. reason i'm saying that is because if if everything in your life is going smooth and silky and unicorns and rainbows and you know all that fantastic shit you are not competing with the better version of yourself yeah you're either lying to yourself or you're not pushing any any kind of limits, <laughs> and we—that's what we're 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 meant to do. We we are meant to do that, and and is that in most cases, the vast vast majority of us, even those that have that have pushed limits, they still haven't pushed their limits. They what what does David Goggins says? When you get to that point where you're ready to be done, and you're you're spent, and it's over with, you're only at forty percent, my friend. You got to keep going. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that's like pulling over in a rush to a gas station thinking you're going to run out of gas and you got over half a tank left. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's and breaking something down, you know, as simple as going out, walking around the block. If you don't want to, or even like tonight, I know the sink's going to be full of dirty dishes. I'm not going to want to clean those dishes and load the dishwasher but I'm going to do it anyway. And that right there is where the growth happens. Yeah. So, and that that's, this is why I've told the cross country runners this past year is if you don't want to go out for a run on the weekend when we're not practicing and I'm not telling you to go do something, if you don't want to go out and go on a 30 minute run or walk even, but you still go and do it anyway, you just got stronger. And it may not be physically stronger, but mentally, if you can rise above what you know is going to be uncomfortable and you just don't want to do it flat out for whatever reason, but you still rise to the occasion and go out, you just had a victory, a personal victory, and there was growth set up in that, in that experience. So it's, it's, it's the little things, you know, it's the little consistent things like our training that lead up to bigger and better things, you know, whether it's a hundred miler or having a clean kitchen. Right. Right. And, and, and that's actually funny because that, that end result is unknown. Right. Cause yeah. And what I mean by that is that you don't necessarily, no matter, no matter how hard you train, right. No matter how hard you think you're preparing yourself, especially with a hundred mile, everything that can and will happen is going to happen probably. And then some, so you, that, that, that end result isn't guaranteed just like cleaning the sink. You know, you could, one of the things that I, I, I really drives me nuts, right. Is you're cleaning the sink, you wash all the dishes, you put whatever it is in the dishwasher, everything's fine. And then five minutes later, the kid comes in and drops a spoon in the sink. 
Exactly. Drives me nuts. So even though the sink with with the dishwasher open. Well, yeah, yeah. Already. <laughs> or you, you you've already started the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First world first world problems. Right. It, well, right. But it's it's <laughs> bringing it into bringing it into the, the purpose here is that you think you, you're done. You, you you don't know. No matter how how much you think you're prepared, you don't know if if there's no guaranteed and there's no a hundred percent level of confidence that I'm going to do this. You know, I mean, you could, you could sit here and tell me that, Hey, I know I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I, I, I know it for a hundred percent. And that's great. It's great to have that attitude, right? It's wonderful to have that attitude. But what happens when you get punched in the face and you don't, you know, it, yeah. cause, cause in all likelihood, whatever it is that you're going to go out and, and do or endure or, or chase down, you're going to get punched in the face. You know, you're going to get, you're going to get knocked back. How are you going to handle that? Because right now you could be all confident and ready to go. And you, you have that firm, and you should have that firm belief that you're going to going to do it. But when you have that, here's where I'm getting at, Brian, when you have that firm belief and you have that high level of confidence that yeah, I'm going to do that, are you really, are you really competing against that better version of yourself? Yeah. Well, yeah. And there's, and there's a level of humility and ego maintenance mm. kind of involved with that stuff. You know, like if you go out saying you're going to do it and you do it, then that's awesome. You executed your plan, everything went and the end result is what you thought. The question is when things go south and you get that punch in the face and things don't go as you planned um, and it may be a very bad outcome. The question is then how do you recover from that and how do you bring yourself back to become a better version still of yourself? That's an awesome point. For me, for me personally, some of my biggest learning experiences have been from failure. Oh yeah. But in in order to do that, you got to realize and I I give this, you know, going back again to the wrestling is I give that practice throughout um junior high and high school. Well, shit and everything. Um cuz we had VHS tapes, you know. So I reviewed tapes. That was the first thing I would do when I was home was sit down. It was mostly with my dad and we'd go over every match, whether I won or lost. And it took longer when I lost those matches to really pick apart what happened there and reviewing it and going over it and now applying that practice into anything in life now too. Again, we're going off the mat and applying it to life experiences is I, I realized I lost, you know, I'm, the humility kicks in with that. You got to not make up excuses the whole time, because if that's what you're doing, you're lying to yourself and you're not going to have any educational experience after that. You know, you're just going to be pretty much a possibility of just telling yourself lies and not mm. growing from there. So, you know, it's, it, it's all very delicate of how you take each situation, whether you can look at it as a, a, a growing experience, or you can just make up a bunch of excuses and try to carry on from there. Well, there's, there's a couple of components to that, that you talked like, again, with the, with the, the, 
we're talking about the race event, but whatever it is that your, your journey is and you're going down. Cause there's, there's, there's the two instances when you get punched in the face, right? You get punched in the face during that, uh, uh, during that journey, during that run or during that event, whatever you want to call it. And that, that situation happens that knocks you down a peg, you know, at that point, where does that, I'm going to, I'm going to finish this mentality play into the fact it, are you still that confident that you're going to finish it or are you at the point where uh i i, I don't know if i could do the excuses start then right yeah 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 exactly For, yeah you'll come up with the with the best excuse to quit right and then if if you do quit what's the situation there now now you 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 put it out there that you were going to finish it and you didn't finish it what's your, are you going to make excuses now? Or is it a growth moment where you're like, all right, here's what my situation was. Now it's time to get back up on the horse. And then yep. you got the other side where you, 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 you get to the point where you get punched in the face and, and you're, you're, there is that thought where you're in that, you're the, you're in that event or that situation or that circumstance and you're hurting and you're in that dark moment. And you're like, you know what? Let's see how this plays out. You know, yeah. now I don't know if I'm going to finish it, but you know what? I'm going to go see if I can do it. And you know what? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do our best right now. I, so there's a lot, a lot of powerful things to think about. And I think being in that moment where you were so confident, right? At the beginning, when you told that line saying, I'm going to finish this, I'm going to finish. And you're going through the process. And then, you know, that thing happens and you're like, huh. I don't, I'm not that confident that I'm going to finish that, but you know what? I'm going to sure as hell damn try it. I mean, that, that, that's, that's telling that's, that's, I think that's very powerful. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. And applying that, you know, into day-to-day life right now too, you know, it's everybody's under just different circumstances right now. And, you know, right now, like within just life, like there's no option. You just figure it out and move forward on it you know we're comparing everything to events but you know the one event that i was not successful at um looking back on everything now and even really where i got to running these events was that go rups selection Mm -hmm. where we totally got our asses handed to us um that five mile run at the beginning hurt me more than it should have so that was a light bulb afterwards saying hmm one of my weaknesses is running. So from there on out, that's where I started picking up my running game. And then I got shut down medically dropped for hypothermia because I could not do well with freezing cold water in the middle of the night. And I went into like hypothermic shock or something. So after that, I said, I need to be able to function while I'm cold. So that's where cold therapy came in. So those, those, and those right now, I consider those one of my strengths on both of those ends. Um, but that all came from failure that started off as a bad thing that I self-examined, you know, looking at those VHS tapes and looked at it. And these are rooms where I need to improve in. And then, you know, you just go on from there. So it's, how how you how you accept and treat the failure during competition is is i think more important than how you take victory oh yeah 
I mean, because so. I mean, because here's here's the reality, right? Even though even though the victory tastes good and looks good and smells good, and, you know, all that that stuff. How much of the victories do you remember versus how much of the failures do you remember? Yeah, exactly. I mean, because I remember my failures. I remember more of my failures than my successes. Yeah, all crystal clear, too. Because they sting. I mean, it was a kick in the nuts, basically, you know? Yep. Uh, you know, you talk about that selection. There was really nothing physically wrong with me for that when I, when I dropped. Mine was mental. Yeah. My mind, my mind defeated me. So at that point, and that hurt me, that hurt me. And it was, it was then the, 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 the next year with the death race, that was more medical than mentally, I think. But I think knowing what I know now, I probably could have finished, but it still was that mental component. So I had to retrain. And that was just in the midst of the, the beginning and middle of my, 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 my transformation, that dark moment that I was dealing with. So I had to spend still years years reprogramming my brain to get my mind tougher yep um and that's that's a huge component and look at from from that perspective i'm i'm i've been able to do some things that that have been pretty great uh and what i mean by that is reprogram the brain and learning things to be able to create this forum and to be able to 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 share things with with my daughters to hopefully and as well as other people's to hopefully help them through dark moments, because it could be that, that, that kick in the face could be, and that failure could be a physical, right? It yep. certainly can be a physical. Uh, I think more often than not, it's mental, right? Yeah. But, but the key component is, okay, how are you going to fix it? Are you going to fix it? And, and I think that all leads to the, the whole fixing or learning or growing we'll classify it as comes from just the awareness. And I, the awareness came for me, the awareness came from failing. Yeah. Well, yeah, you either, you either win or you learn. And if you didn't do either one of those afterwards, then you, you truly lost. That's, that's kind of how I, I view outcomes for, for competition. One hundred percent. You know, if you didn't if you didn't learn something from not winning, then and you were able to take that home with you and grow off that. If you don't do that and take that time to self examine and really pick that apart, that experience, then that that that's a loss and it's unfortunate. But you know, it's at first when I heard that saying, I was like, oh, whatever. You know, they they just or making up excuses to lose. But then once you, once I thought about it, it's like, Oh yeah. Like you're either winning or you're learning. So. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think it's just constant learning. It's I, I learning. I like to say growth. It's constant growth. Uh, yeah. You know, cause even, even when you quote unquote win, right. Even when you quote unquote win, there, there is a, a, a certain number of circumstances and challenges and obstacles you have to go through to quote unquote win. Um, and I think through that you're growing, you know what I'm saying? Does that make, is that making oh, any yeah. sense whatsoever? 
Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, you wouldn't if you're if you're not putting in the time and having that growth, you're not going to win. <laughs> it's Just all for building, starters. <laughs> it's all building blocks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right, dude. I want to let you go because uh, you probably have two girlies that are beating down your door. Yeah, we're gonna have to layer up here soon. <laughs> so. All right. Well, it's it's you'll you'll be outside by the time it'll be dark by the time you're outside. Yeah. Yeah. The sun's just sitting right half. It's almost behind the mountain now. So put your head be fun. Good. Yeah. That's well, they're excited even to do that. So it's like, all right, if this is what's causing excitement, then let's go. (laughs) Well, Hey, listen, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's a a limited number of things to be excited about in this world uh, from a, from a, from a global perspective, even from a national perspective. So we got to create our own excitement. So, Exactly. And if you can't, then hang out with an eight-year-old and they'll, uh, they'll show you what to get excited about. It's the little yeah. things in life. Yeah. This, this, this is one of the, this is one of the things that gets me excited every week is being able to talk to you. No, man, this is, like I said, it's been a highlight. So, um, I love it. Hopefully everybody out there is enjoying it. Um, and I am in the works of, uh, just making up our own uh, account on Instagram. So that'll be uh, ultra dads underscore, uh, no ultra underscore dads. So um, just adding a little bit um, more to our conversations Thought I'd give uh, folks something to follow on Instagram that isn't political or anything like that. Just uh, straight up two knuckleheads having fun and raising kids all at the same time. Oh, we got a little (laughs) political last week. We did without getting political. I'd like to right. say exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. All right, dude. We'll give give the girlies kisses. Give Tanner a big hug and give Cindy a kiss. Give them our love, and uh, we'll circle back next week. Stay warm out there, would you please? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. You do the same, and uh, we'll catch up with everybody uh, next week. Then. All right, peace. All right. Love you guys. Take All care. Right. Much love. Take care. Bye bye.